Welcome to the Sunrise Podcast with Dr. M.M. Amakaro. We hope you enjoy it. Psalm 1 Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall prosper. Amen. It's an hour of ages. We celebrate your word this morning. We thank you. No greater gift than the gift of your word, your word that is Christ and your word that is you. Thank you for waking us up this morning. Thank you for giving us a mind to hear your word. We ask that you open our understanding as you open this word. Let this word be our guide today. Let it be our light. Let it be that lamp that is on our feet to shine the path. That we may know where to sit. That we may know where to stand. In fact, that we may know the way of prosperity. Be thou exalted. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit. We welcome you. We thank you for illuminating this word. We thank you for guiding us today. We thank you for your interventions by this word in every area of our lives. Thank you for family. Thank you for the evaluation of God of where we are. Have your way, Holy Father. Cause us to arise from here with this word continuing to ring in our ears. Cause us to arise from here with this word of God, renewing our hearts, instructing, guiding, protecting. We love you, Holy Father. Thank you for giving us family. Thank you for your arm that is strong underneath family. Be thou exalted. In Jesus' name we have prayed. This is the first psalm in the book of Psalms. And it's the doorway. I always wonder why, you know, in the placing of the Psalms, the chapters, chapter one, well, so use Psalm one, Psalm two, because there are no chapters in the Psalm. You always wonder why was this one first? Why was this one? You wonder why is this one a doorway? And he says, just, just let us look into this. Not just for the sake of looking, but for the sake of seeing if by any chance this is like a road. By any chance, the placement of this psalm as the first psalm in the book of Psalms. For all these beautiful psalms. This prayer-invoking psalm, this faith-invoking psalms, this psalm that can be with you, comfort you in times that you're high, in times that you're low. These songs, 
Why is this fast? So I'm looking at it. And I'm seeing that this sun is like helping to determine your location. Before you even start to access the path that you're going to walk, it's helping to access where you are now. And how your location, your relationships, your attitude of mind, and what is important to you really matter in your desire to be prosperous. So it's like it's bringing to us the determinant of prosperity. Everybody desires to be successful and to have good success. Everybody desires that whatever you touch should prosper, should multiply. Nobody wants to be a failure, especially when we have come into Christ and we know that the Christ in us is the hope of glory. All of us carry that hope of glory. So but when we come to this psalm, this psalm is making no, it's making no, it, it, it's not clouding it. There's no cloak here about the importance of where we stand, where we sit, and with whom we walk in our path to prosperity. Because where we stand, where we sit, what we hear, whom we listen to, the instructions we carry, the influence that comes to our life, whether it's peer influence matters, they all matter on our path to prosperity. And this psalm really makes it very clear. And if we would open our heart and look at this psalm and then really look at ourselves, it will go a long way to help us. So he now said, this man is blessed who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. This is very instructive. So the man that is blessed here is the man that is favored, the man that is happy, the man that is all aspects of your life is balanced. The man that is whole, there's wholesomeness, there's joyfulness, everything, you are at peace, you are highly favored, and you are happy. This man that will be like this, what will make this man be like this? What will make me blessed? What is that factor that will really determine my blessedness? how favored I am, how happy I am, how prosperous I am, how I see things just going smoothly. Number one, it says, that is the man who will not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, which means that the counsel that we hear, the words that we hear, the influence in our lives, who we choose to listen to, what we choose to draw from what we hear, where we incline ourselves to lean to, 
is a matter of very dire importance. And he goes to say that there are two sets of people. There are those that are ungodly. There are those that are godly. The person that is ungodly, as it is said here, in my understanding, is somebody who is living independent of God. This is this person who is determined that he can do it all. And God is not a factor in the things that he decides to do. He or she decides to do. It does not matter the size of the project, whether it is small, whether it is big. It does not matter the size of the council, the influence that I want in my life, what I'm doing. But which way am I leaning? Is it anybody that is in my life that is my counselor that I take counsel for? This place is clearly telling you it matters who is speaking into your life. It matter, matters who is advising you. It matters the last word that you hear. You determine that this is the word. It matters. There are some people, you may think that they are very successful, but when you look and you trace the source of that success, you discover that there is no God in that center. And the Bible has already said it. The wise man is the one who builds his house on the rock. And the foolish man is the one who builds his house on the sand. When the rain comes, when the flood comes, the foundation determines whether that house stands or not. So the foundation here can be where we take counsel. So here, saying, if we want to be prosperous, if we want to be favored, if we want the intervention of God, let us look for the counsel of God. And the counsel of God, the solid counsel is the word of God. And it's that counsel that also comes by the one that is godly. That God is not an independent factor. God is all the factor that we need. So when he goes on to say that, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Have I seen the scornful? <laughs> you know, it, it also depends on where we stand. And this, at some point, it is for me where you make your company, where you stand in a matter, how you consider a matter. So the man who will be blessed, the man who is going to have a happy ending, the man who is going to have good counsel, is not that one who will go and stand in the midst of those who have, like David said, wickedly departed from God. And on the other hand, I also read somewhere where this, this also refers to the ones who go and stand, as you stand in that part, even the sinners that will want to come to God, even those who want to give their life to Christ, you stand as a block. You recall when Jesus said, he said, you scribes and you Pharisees, you don't want to enter heaven, but you are blocking the other ones who want to enter heaven. So whichever way we look at it, where we stand, 
is very seriously critical in the prosperity that comes to us. So if I wake, for instance, this morning, and the first counsel that I want to take is a person who will talk to me and not bring the fear of God into consideration, and not bring the word of God into consideration, and not see the end of the matter, whether God is in it or not, then definitely the Bible, this first psalm, this psalm that opens the book of Psalm, is already telling you that is the wrong path. It's not going to end in your favor. It's not going to end in our happiness. So it matters the counsel. And where else to get the counsel than to meditate on the word of the Lord? Father, we worship you this morning. This person is not sitting in the seat of the scornful. Oh my God. There are very many, 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 many who are scornful of the word. There are some, even when they hear, oh God, that you are, you're, that you are delighting in the word or that you are praying to God, they will so sarcastically ask you a question as if prayers to God or bringing God into the matter and hoping in God and looking unto God is tantamount to laziness. They conclude that because you're praying that you cannot pray and by that prayer and the answers to God and the directions you get from the light you get from the word of God go about your business to obtain good success. And I just want to use an example. There's somebody who when this person sends well, most of the videos that this was some of this, most of the times I, I hardly open these videos that come. You know, these ones they post on WhatsApp and all that. Because I noticed that many of the videos that come from this, this, this particular person is a video where a man of God is being ridiculed. It's a video where prayer is being, you know, scorned. It's a video where, you know, where believers are being, you know, sarcastically looked at. Where they are ridiculing tithes, the payment of tithes. We are just just generally ridiculing the faith of believers. Of course, I had to block block that access. There are people like that. There's con church going. There's con faith. They just generally scorn the word. They think that the word of God is utopia, is idealism, that the word of God is not reality. It, it, it cannot become flesh for you. It cannot guide you. Whereas it's the exact opposite. The word of God is the light. The word of God is the source of our hope. The word of God is power. Power to change situation. Because this is God. And this is what builds faith. So definitely saying that the man who is blessed now is the man who will definitely not walk in that council. And this walk here is walk, walk. That is take a step, take a step. So which means that this first sign that we are considering is the standpoint, what will determine that that step that you're taking, that step that you're taking is leading you into blessedness, that it will become you, the blessedness. So if when we're walking, it is in the counsel of people who are, in, who are not, who don't regard God, who don't consider God, 
In other words, who are God unto themselves? Who ridicule God? Who scorn the word? So what are we doing there? How are we going to build faith? What is going to sustain our hope? How are we going to fight battles when battles come to us? This is like saying we are depending on self. We are sufficient in ourselves. So you can see why this is the book, the chapter, the, 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 the first book that opens into the rest. Is a pathway. How are you taking that walk? How are we taking that walk? For instance, if we say, oh, this is the pathway into this week. We look at this week. Where is that counsel going to come from? Where are we seeking instructions? What's going to be that influence in our lives? When we stand at a road junction and we want to choose which way to go, what is going to be that determining factor? How are we so comfortable in the midst of people that are scorning the word? What determines that comfort? That relationship? We are friends with those ones who ridicule prayers. Those friends with those ones who don't even want to hear the word, who are so sarcastic about the word. Those ones who send us video posts, all those things that's like contaminating the importance and the place that the word should take in our lives. So this psalm is very, very instructive. It's very important. There are many that are scornful. There are many that are, are in, are, think that they can walk independent of God. That there are many that trust in connections, trust in their, themselves. And our prayer, as we carry this psalm, we're looking at this psalm, is that, Father, this is truth. Let this truth cleanse us. Let this truth help us. Let it open our eyes to see where we are, our location, the people around us, and to really access the words that come to our ears, and to really access those ones that we go for money to, to mentor us, those ones we look at as our role models. Are they helping us to enrich us in the word? Are they guiding us in the path that will lead us to blessedness? Or are they stripping us? This was stripping us. Stripping us of faith. Stripping us of hope. And at some point we look to see where we have arrived. And we begin to look back and say, God, how did we get here? Or is it such that we will be walk independent of the word of God? Not build faith because we are scorning where help would have come. And then all of a sudden we are faced with battles. And we discover that we are lost. That the hand of man has failed us. That what we scorned indeed is where help should have been. So it is very important. And he goes on to say, But this man who is blessed, blessed is the man who does not do all these things, who does not walk, who does not stand, who does, who does not sit. Sitting means you're so comfortable. You're not even ready to leave. You are one with the scornful. And yet we are believers. And yet it does not matter. Your, your spirit does not re react. And so it goes on to say, But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in the law he meditates day and night. If you see this exact opposite. The people who bring ungodly counsel, the ungodly, and then the one who stand very comfortably in the path of sinners, 
And then the one who will sit in the seat of the scornful, of course, has no time for the law of the Lord. Cannot be the one that will delight. But this man who will be blessed is the one that the word of God is every delight. Why? You know, how does the word of God become delight? It is when we come to that place that we look at the word. We know that everything that we need is in this word. The power we need to operate comes from this world. The faith we need for that situation comes from this world. The hope that we will build is in this world. That is why Jeremiah said, I found the word and I ate it. I ate it. Why would a man sit down to eat? Because it's food. It is food. It is food to the soul. It will feed that helplessness. It will feed that situation that you look like you are lost and you are alone. It will feed you with wisdom. It will illuminate. It will be that revelation. It is you with one, one with God, one with the Holy Spirit. So it's so delightful because you know you have no help from anywhere else. You cannot depend on man because man is going to fail you. But you look in this word and this word, you drop power. Like we said the other time, I said, it's like you plugging and the electricity is surging into you. So you, anytime you hear the word, you're so happy because you know that they are so, it's loaded with benefits. It is loaded with benefits. It's like the rain falling on what you have, something that you have planted. It's like the rain. You know, definitely, this is a sign that the harvest is going to be good. So this man is the one who delights and meditates. And what is the result? Look at the benefits. This man who will delight and meditate, this man who will not sit in the seat of the scornful, no, I'm not going to sit here. Mm -mm. Because this thing is contaminating my faith. This thing is reducing the power that I'm building. This thing is stripping me of hope. I'm not going to sit where somebody is ridiculing my God when I know my God is all that I have. I won't walk that path with you. No, I will not. I will not because it's a part of deceit. It's leading me, I'm not even, it's leading me to hell or leading me to hell on earth. The battles I can't fight on my own. I need God. I need godly counsel. I need to sit where, it's the iron sharpens iron. I need to sit where I will hear faith. I will hear testimonies of God's goodness. I need to lean my ear to the person who will instruct me. And then I will arise and I know that power has come. My mind is renewed. I have a sound mind. Not the one who will feed me with letters. I need experiential knowledge of God to know what others experienced and to take counsel from there. That is what the word of God does. Is fruitful. And so, this man that is blessed, who ensures that his delight is the word, instead of scorning the word, instead of receiving ungodly counsel, now this man shall be like the tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in a season. Father, we worship you. We had seen this in Jeremiah, I think it was Jeremiah chapter 9, when we talked about the person who trusts in the Lord and who does not trust in man. It's going to be like the tree planted by the rivers of water. You see? Because the man who delights in the world, you cannot delight except you trust that power is in that world, help is in that world, comfort is in that world. 
and that world is all in all. And we see the same, that our roots will go down and drink from the river, no matter the season, no matter the season. The waters from heaven, no matter the season, it's always the season to ask God. It's always the season to knock because you know he's near, you know he's reaching. You know the scornful did not take away, did not distract us. The ungodly did not distract us. So, but we are rooted, daily we are rooted, and we are drinking, and we are drinking. And the Bible says here, our leaves shall not wither, Father, we are salt, and whatever we do shall prosper. Oh, Father, we worship you. Lord, because you are the life, the word is life-giving. Whatever we do, because it, he is the one who will give us the desire to do. And when we do according to his desire, it will prosper. No matter how it tarries, it will not tarry. If we wait for it, it will prosper. Because it is the word. It is soon in the word. And it will be reaped in the word. So, Father, we thank you today. Thank you, Holy Father, for beginning us this week. That we walk in your counsel. Even as we speak, this is your counsel. That we should watch out for the path that we are walking. We should watch out for where we are standing. We will watch out for the influences into our lives. We should watch out into those subtle, deceitful ways that draw our faith away and strip us of hope and make us to stand alone and to depend on man. We should be careful and should watch out for those ones that want to shame our faith, those ones that want to ridicule our trust, even our Christian practices. Those ones that subtly drop things and you don't know they are dropping and subtly they are dripping it away. Father, thank you for opening this book and showing us the path to walk. The path to walk to blessedness. The path to walk to confirm our blessedness. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for this water by which we drink daily. We exalt you, Holy Father. For our hope is in you, not in man. Our hope is in you, not in those you know, who scorn and strip us. Father, we thank you. So magnifies you. Say the ungodly are not so. <clears throat> they cannot be like the trees planted by the rivers. Because there's no river in the first place. The river is the word. Those who are independent of God cannot be like this. In that Jeremiah, we read that they like the, like the tree, not the shrub. We refer to them, the shrub in the desert. They shrub in the desert place where they are totally scorched by the heat. And they will not see good when it comes. Because they are blinded with corn. Father, we worship you so magnifies. So they are the, like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. Father, we thank you because our righteousness is not of us, it's of you. We thank you for release of grace that we trust that indeed it was for our sake Jesus died. And he died that we may live. That in him we live and move and have our being. If indeed it is in him that we live, it means that we, it is in the world that we live. If it indeed it means that it is in him we move, it shows that it is the, in the world that we walk. It is in the world that we move. And then we have our being, our entire being, who we are and what we are. We cannot be without you. You are all in all. That's what he's saying. So we bless you for giving us this psalm this morning. 
Thank you for helping us to analyze and to evaluate ourselves where we are, to evaluate what we hear, to evaluate the influence that comes into our lives. You say, when we focus on you and worship you, you will delight in our beauty. Our roots will go down as we drink from the waters. That come what may, will stand strong. Come what may, heat will not destroy us. Come what may, the hard situations will not derail us. Why? Because we are rooted and drinking and our lips cannot wither. This is prosperity. This is good success because you take the glory. Father, we thank you for opening this psalm and opening the door to this week through the psalm, guiding us to access where we sit, where we stand, and with whom we sit. Thank you, Holy Father. We exalt you today. We pray for our loved ones. We pray for every believer out there. Say, Jehovah God, let the subtlety of this world, let the distractions that come by all the social media, all the means, everything that is being said and being thrown at us, Father, help us to know that there is a place to go to drink. There is a place to go to delight. And it's in the word. Help us to meditate. Strengthen us to focus. Forgive our trespasses for we have trespassed. Many times we have allowed, oh God, the cares of this world to distract. Many times we have followed so much the secular that we forget the spiritual. Many times we have looked up to the popular culture, to the fad and the fashions. We have forgotten what used to call the old time, the old time religion. Father, we thank you. Thank you for delighting our hearts. Thank you for showing us what true blessedness is, where true blessedness brings, where true and good success brings. Father, we choose this. Help us, Holy Father. Have your way. It is well with our children. It is well with the next generation. It is well that they may see and know and understand that you are with us, a mighty, terrible God. Help us, O oh God, as we draw loads of benefits from delighting in your word. Let it be said, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has visited his people. That men may see the beauty of your word. Men may see the beauty, the oil in your word, the power in your word is working effectively in our lives. Thank you, the lifter of our head. Thank you for going ahead of us. Thank you for shining your path, for beginning with us to access ourselves. Because you know the walk, the walk has to lead us into blessedness. Because we are starting from the standpoint of blessedness. Indeed, we are the man that is blessed. Be thou exalted, Holy Father. Have your way today. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen.